We have a question for you. When you wrestle with generosity of any kind, who's your counselor? Who is the person who understands everything about your life? Your dreams, your goals, probably a lot about your finances. To whom you can pour your heart out and who will respond with care, concern, deep wisdom, great listening skills, insight, non-judgmental exhortation, or whatever else might be required. Think about that for a second. Who is your counselor? I would propose that the very person to do all of this may be the person sitting next to you in the room tonight. It's your spouse. Now, if we have any singles here, the question is relevant. You might have a little different answer. We understand that. If we could interview all of you, which would be really fun to do, sit down with you as individuals or couples, we'd find that in some relationships, the husband makes the money, the wife gives the way. In other relationships, the husband makes the money, the husband gives it away. In some, it's my charities, your charities. In some, it's a little confusing, and it's the tug of war back and forth. All these patterns, or many of these patterns, could be just great, but there are some other higher level questions that precede the how-to pattern that you should consider living your life by. And we'll get into some of those, but some background first. Well, you heard how long we've been married, um, over 50 years, and we have four daughters who are all married and 11 grandchildren. And so between our, our call to give and our family, we have a very full life, and, um, and we love it. We're so thankful. I've, I've told this story, this little tiny story, many times, but I have to repeat it. When we got married, Peter um, informed me before we got married that he wanted to tithe. And we had no money. And so I thought, and I didn't come from a generous family, and we had no money, and I thought, what's a dime out of a dollar? That's fine. And when you're in love, you'll usually say that, and I'm grateful that the Lord allowed Isn't me to. Isn't beautiful? I, yeah. So I sometimes think, what if I had said, what? We need every dime, um, and we need every penny. Um, but he, by the grace of God, that my response was, what's a dime out of a dollar? because um, after just about 10 years of marriage, we began to prosper because of Peter's residential development work. And not only then were we tithing, but we moved far beyond a tithe. And so after just being married 12 years, in 1976, we set up a foundation to help us deal with this money that we could, literally couldn't give away fast enough because we didn't know how. And we, um, it's called First Fruit. And we now, in October, will be celebrating 40 years of our foundation. And we've had a lot of joy. We don't have time to really say too much about that. But in those early years, we set it up. And I was, I was raising the four children. We were involved in the community. Peter was uh, growing his business. And so we just gave the minimum amount. But that was set aside unto the Lord. And that was a really important thing for us. Um, when 
We, even in the down times, God prospered us in some really unique ways. And those are some, I just, we have, because of our age, we have so many stories and so little time. So, <laughs> um, so in, in the years of 1990 to 93, it was a watershed time because at that time we were married just 25 years. Uh, Peter turned 50. We both, yeah, you did. And, um, <laughs> oh no, maybe I did too. And then um, we became empty nesters. And that's a big important thing. And at that time, Peter, um, wanted, he stepped out of the business world and he wanted to come down and settle in. And I was ready to take off. And I was on an international board. And we began to see that we had some challenges ahead to work this out. But also God's um, calling for us was being defined. And um, we had, in our foundation, there are two pillars, giving to Christian work and in the developing world. So um, at, also at that time though, then we were ready to hire an executive director and it was a wonderful man, Rob Martin. So I think, I hope that's enough background. Yeah, but those were, this all happened in about three or four years of time. We'd call them the watershed years, they really were. And one of the things we decided in that period was to consciously be a team together in giving. You know, sometimes you decide things like that and you make those kinds of comments. You don't have the vaguest idea what it means, but it really sounds good, doesn't it? And so that's sort of where we were at that point. But we thought about it, we were thinking about it the last few days and thinking, well, what are some of the benefits of being a team? Why do that? Well, you, one big one, is that you get to bring the giftedness of each of you together to bear on understanding some situation, uh, a giving situation, we'll call it, and related to some organization. Gail will see it very differently than I will. And it's just different facets of the same diamond. So I'm over here and I'm sharing what I see, she's sharing what she sees, and together we come to a much deeper understanding and I think a much higher quality of giving as a result of that, as we inform and educate each other. Um, we have much more sensitivity to broader issues, whether they're societal issues, whether they're issues in the country in which we happen to be working, the organization with individuals, and we really try to explore those as we listen to each other. Uh, we can relate well to both male and female leaders, and in different situations, either of us is able to lead effectively as the, as the situation calls for, depending on how our giftedness would be applied. Um, and then between ourselves, and this is really important, I'll talk a little bit more about it in a few minutes, we create a lot of great conversations and better communication in our marriage we actually move to much deeper personal relationship with each other through what we're doing in the area of giving. And we hope that in that process, we model to our families, to others in the body of Christ, um, issues related to marriage and giving and communication. But this is very high-minded kind of stuff, it sounds like. Let Gail give you a story of how it really works. Peter is such an optimist um, and so you positive. You have to be, to be a you... developer. Oh, no. um, We made a, a trip to Cuba um, in 19, in early 90s, I think. And, uh, oh, it was 97 or 8. 
And we were visiting an organization and Peter was sitting with the men and the leaders. We were in a home and they were sitting together and they were just talking and pontificating and, you know, planning and strategizing and everything. And I went with the women into the kitchen and we had just been living in Spain for a year and so I knew some Spanish and so I was back there and I was getting the real scoop. <laughs> and I was finding out all the things that were really important. Like how did the ministry really work? How were the leaders of the ministry doing in that hard situation? And I, um, so when we came back together, Peter starts telling me what they were talking about. I went, oh Peter, there are some issues we really need to talk about and help them. And I, I don't know how we're gonna do it. And so he, you know, we did, we went on to support this organization, but we also were able to do some very personal things that he wouldn't have, he never would have known. He would have, so going, being the woman going into the kitchen has real possibilities. <laughs> so, um, Peter, I think, let's see here. Oh, I have to, oh, uh -huh. Okay, we're, giving as a team takes work. You'd never do that with the iPad. <laughs> no, and we're afraid of it, it would lose everything. Um, but also, so, he told you all these positives, but there are the challenges, and um, we, as it leads to a deeper marriage, or we think a richer marriage, it also, we have to be candid, because there's anger, frustration, misunderstanding, and um, Peter has a favored verse that I think he should handle, but he wanted me to do this part. James 3.17, the wisdom from above is first of all pure and peaceable, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism, but is always sincere. And so it is a, a practice that we want to put into place. I think in our lives we can do that in a lot of ways, but we really, as we're working on giving, we want to deeply understand the other person as well as ourselves and see, I mean, I, I think that I'm um, much more judgmental than he is. Um, have, we want a huge willingness to submit to one another. We, we need to be um, humble and show humility before the Lord, before the people that we're working with in, with each other. And then we just, we, something that Peter says I said, I don't know, but I, oneness is more important than rightness. So as a team in giving, we want oneness and not all, we can't always be right. Our goal is to be one in marriage, in our commitment to Christ, and um, in our calling to give. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about Gail, my partner here. She's uh, got the spiritual gift of showing mercy, which I just, I'm so envious of it. It's just an amazing gift to see it in operation. She's very relational, she's a nurturer, she's a feeling kind of a person. She's also a nurse, she's an RN, and she has a really deep understanding of medical situations that I'm always in awe of. Uh, she's intuitively insightful. She tends to be spontaneous, she's super creative. She's just got this amazing bundle of giftedness. <laughs> but, <laughs> But from Peter, I have learned how to be more strategic, um, appreciate some structure, and, um, and 
I appreciate research. I actually like research now. Um, Peter, he has a gift, a spiritual gift of giving, and he understands organizations and management and governance. He's really good at governance and has helped many organizations in that area. Um, he's been able to make money and um, been successful, successful not only in his business but in investing. And it's by we just acknowledge and are grateful to God for for that. Um, he's a, he really is the greatest um, facilitator that I know, and I'm always in awe at how he can take diverse things and bring them together. He loves flip charts. And um, I've objected to them at times, but I even like those now. And uh, he's a thinker, he's analytic, and he's creative. Thank you. <laughs> Let's stop there. But I've learned from Gail, I'm much more relational than I used to be. I'm quicker to act. I'm much more willing to be spontaneous and much less threatened by it than I used to be. I've really, if you knew me then and now, I've moved a long way in a lot of those directions. But the both of us deeply respect each other. You probably tell that. We don't always understand each other. Um, one way that we say it sometimes is that our calling is to Christ. Our passion is forgiving. And there are lots of ways you can express that. We like that one. And we tend to be enthusiastic about each other's giving ideas, and we tend to agree quickly on direction and amounts in most of the giving discussions that we have. But don't forget that we've been married for 50 years. We've been giving together um, actively for quite a while. And in 1990, we decided we really wanted to be a team. That's when we're gonna really go at it. And not just in ministry, but um, where we had individual ones, but a team in ministry. So I've been yearning for it, and it was an exciting idea. And when we started, we didn't realize how challenging it was going to be, as we have been saying. Uh, it was a lot of hard work to learn how to blend our giftedness together to create a whole that was better than either of us were able to do beforehand. And especially in those first couple of years, it really was hard work to do this because we just kept hitting against so many things, but we learned to move through those. I think we're better than we used to be, but now we're in another stage of life and there's gonna be some more evolving, I think. Mm -hmm. oh. um, I, Peter, you're so st strategic and you like to leverage. I do, well you're pretty good with leverage too and you're so warm and relational. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how can I be relational when we're giving to so many organizations? Well, we can work on it, but quite frankly, you can't have a deep relationship with each of 100 organizations. And we don't want to give huge gifts to just a handful. Why not? <laughs> well, it's a question of stewardship. Mm -hmm. Now, now you're beginning to see the reality of the world that we live in. I'll never be Gail in terms of relationships. I don't have that capacity, but she is also incredibly strategic. Gail, you really are. You amaze me at how strategic you are. Mm. I like that I've learned how to leverage also, especially with you. <laughs> and um, so, um, okay, let me see that. I threw myself off by not. Okay. <laughs> um, 
we, I do appreciate that we've always had people around us who have been helpful in counseling us. And I, I often think of the time when Peter um, said I could have this pot of discretionary money and it, it was within the foundation, but he was trying to control it with all our board members and everything. Oh, by the way, three men on the board and me. So that was challenging sometimes. But um, anyway, he gave me this pot of money, but then he wanted to know, well, did you research it? What, who are you giving to? Or why? Um, you know, and so I had to go to the board, and they were so great. And they just said, Peter, take your hands off of it. So counsel, having good counselors around you is important. And now she I, cried. I, it wasn't fair. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I love. I, well, I couldn't. I was really distressed, honey. So. Um, I love I got the message. Now, now <laughs> when I say, I have a great idea, let's, you know, do such and such, and his response really is, I, I want to be a part of it. So um, I just, I do, I, we like to tease, but I really respect my husband. I, um, he's a godly man, and if he had not allowed God um, to develop his spiritual gift, um, we wouldn't have this journey of joy together. So I'm really appreciative of him. <laughs> okay, here. Oh, I have some. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I want someone to know the timer went off. So if you could tell us how many minutes we have, it would be it's, really valuable. It's right here. Oh, oh, thank you. I was looking at the big screen. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> all right, we want to give you an example of what it's like to be a team in giving. And here we were preparing to come and talk to you all twice, and. Life doesn't stop in the giving arena. So in just last week, this, um, this current week, this one that just, um, we about in the year 2000, we started, we saw the need for missionary um, families to have scholarship funds for their kids for college. And so we set up um, a, a fund and I just felt that we needed to increase the amount of money and uh, for this coming year. And so we talked about it we, we, looked, we did a little research, and we did that. We made that decision. This whole idea of this fund was Gail's idea, but it's a great example of her being strategic and relational at the same time. She sensed this need in missionaries that we were supporting, talked to some people, found out it was huge, and then we set this up and have acted accordingly. And it's really fun. It and then um, I got um, a request from um, a Chinese woman who, um, uh, who was opening um, interested in having an art gallery. I mean, she's, there, there already was one in a Chinese city and she wanted to open another one. It's been very successful in evangelism. And so um, I, the opportunity came up. So I got a short proposal. I talked to my counselor, we talked about it and could look back at the, the results of the last one and we decided to um, do that. But Peter said, why don't you do that out of your discretionary? So, so sometimes he's with me and sometimes we do our own thing, <laughs> but um, under the same umbrella. And then um, we, we support a missionary and they wrote to us and they just, just mentioned offhandedly he was gonna go on sabbatical and he was doing research on midlife changes of missionary life uh, for missionaries. And I thought, oh, I love that idea. And so I asked Peter, uh, I said, here's an opportunity to just give a small gift to encourage him in his research. And Peter loved that idea. Um, we then 
um, First Fruit, since we're celebrating our 40th anniversary, we want to do some special gifts to organizations, and that's something that's in process. We started talking about that. So that's one, as we're coming to talk to you, God gave us all these opportunities. Yeah, and it's really, it's been a fun week, but the job is much larger today than it was years ago. There's more money to give. It takes more time, more organization, more research to do it with excellence and with good stewardship. It's a big job. And at this age, I honestly, I would like to have less organizations to deal with and more direct giving and less organizational structure. Some of our conversation. So as you can see, there still are challenges that we're dealing with. But I'll tell you another story which dealt with some of these challenges. And this one happened last year, specifically in August. We were reviewing our will. And you know, you're all supposed to do that very dutifully every five or six years, and we did, and we were amazed what was in it. And we <laughs> looked at that, and we saw that we had a series of specific grants to individual organizations at the time of death. And that's typically what a will has. And Gail, brilliant strategic question, said, why wait? Why don't we do it now? And as often as the case, I couldn't answer that question very well. So we went through the list. We found five organizations where we both felt it made good sense to do something now. So far, so good. She took three. I took two. We went to them, told them, told them the deal was. We would go to them, tell them what we were planning, and ask them for a proposal covering several years. That was in August. My expectation start the process, we'll go back and forth with them, they'll take a time to figure out what they need, and then we'll make some decisions and we'll give starting in 2016. I can work that into the plan. But I never verbalized that. 72 hours later. I had so much fun. Gail was back to me. Okay, I've contacted them. Here's what they want. And they, she talked to the CEOs in all cases. Here's what they want. Here's what I've said no, we'll here do. Here are the opportunities. Here are the opportunities. Here's what I've said we'll do. Here's how to make the checks out. Here are the amounts. Oh, Peter, it, it was just panic, panic. And he was, I, I, I said, said, we don't, where do you think the liquidity is coming from to do this? I we said, don't wait, just... you gave me an opportunity. I was having so much fun with relationship and creativity and joy and you're stealing my joy. <laughs> How did we get here? I thought I was doing so well. I was being so magnanimous and quick to react. And, come, and I came out as the bad guy so fast. How did that happen? Now, guys, you may have experienced this from time to time. So capture this because I think it's probably generic to all of us at one point or another. Well, so I, I, my job was I went trying to find the liquidity to make these gifts that she had committed to. <laughs> and I, I talked to the two of the organizations and asked if we could postpone a little bit from August to January, but we gave some of it right away. Right, and yeah. as you would expect, most of them came back and said, "No, this is an immediate <laughs> need right now." <laughs> um, they were, thrilled. but. Within a few weeks, we came back together, 
resolved everything and we moved ahead on the execution side. And at the end of the day, I would say we both had joy with the strategy, most of the process, and the results. Um, we did. But at times, this shows the kinds of challenges that you deal with. So I think in conclusion, we passionately believe that giving us a team, hard though it may be as times, will improve greatly both your giving and your marriage. And we'd like to encourage you, as you're thinking about this, to consider where you are and where you'd like to be. We're going to put three questions up on the screen. We can't tell if they're there. I'll just assume that they're there. But I'll read them to you. And they will be available somehow electronically today or this weekend for sure. And they'll tell you how to do that. Uh, but question number one, are you giving as a team? Do you want to? Not everybody is going to want to. We understand that. What does each person bring to the table? What are the pluses and minuses in your situation of team giving? How would you like to grow in this area? Question two, as you discuss matters of generosity, where are the points of tension? Whether you're giving us a team or not, I'll guarantee you there are tension points out there. Are they expressed? Are you able to discuss them or are they not discussed? And number three, can you trust God to work through your partner's giftedness? Is it more important to be unified, to be one, or to be right? Do you respect each other's giftedness and perspective? Thank you very much. So bless you on the journey. Yep.